Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I have one thing to say. You better work. This could be easily the theme song for the enigma known as George Santos, Anthony DeVolder, Anthony Zabrowski, or now we know Katara. That's right, George Santos could easily be on Drag Race with RuPaul. I don't know if RuPaul's related to Ron Paul, Rand Paul, whatever. But three snaps up for George Santos because, again... He uh, defies any ability to be able to tell the truth about anything, and he's got to go. He's got to go, Republicans. I don't care if the Democrats win this one. He has got to go, because it turns out that when he was 16 years old back uh, outside of Rio de Janeiro, George Santos was named Katara, and he was a drag queen. That's right, he was learning from uh, the House of Drag Queens, who was led by Cabas, and he was being groomed to take over one of the prominent positions in the drag queen shows that are part of the uh, subculture of Rio de Janeiro, whether it's uh, Iponima or or it is the uh, Copacabana, it doesn't matter. They love their drag queens in Brazil. And in fact, George Santos now could be available to do drag queen reading hour at a library in the third congressional district or wherever. So this is interesting. While his mother was playing bingo, he was being mentored by this uh, drag queen known as Cabas, who was taking him through all the steps in how to become a professional drag queen where it is part of the culture of Brazil. It's not treated the way it is here. Like in the Philippines, like in other countries, it's not looked upon the same way by some in the extreme right wing who now have embraced George Santos. So I don't know if all of a sudden, could I have a little music here, Lou, because I want to just imagine George Santos up there on the runway as a drag queen, Katara, down in Greenwich Village, down in Chelsea, down in Fire Island. Yeah! Three snaps up, Katara! Why the hell would any of you still be supporting George Santos? Although on this one, he decided that he had to put his uh, six-inch stiletto heel down, and he texted out the most recent obsession from the media claiming that I, I, George Santos, a.k.a. Anthony DeVolder, a.k.a. Anthony Zabrowski, am a drag queen performer... It's categorically false. The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life while I'm working to deliver results. I will not be distracted 
nor phased by all of this fake news. Well, he is. He was a drag queen in Brazil. So I want to see all the Republicans out there, all the right-wing Republicans who have decided to embrace him, take him to your bosom, because he's in your tribe. See, this is all tribal. Liars on the Democratic side, like Joe Biden, a lie a week. They embrace him. And so now Republicans have to embrace George Santos, except nobody, nobody in the history of politics, and that's saying a lot has ever been a more prolific liar, and that includes uh, Joe Biden, than George Santos, who, again, we don't know what his real name is, Anthony DeVolder, Anthony Zabrowski, and now, yes, Macedonia and Phil, you could be sitting there at the runway and watch Katera three snaps up as George Santos puts on a wig, puts on falsies, puts on a dress, with six-inch stack heels, and goes up and down the runway. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you continue to want to be a supporter of this disgraziata, this shanda, why not invite him to a public library near you in the 3rd Congressional District, whether it's in the uh, North Shore of Great Neck, maybe right near Leonard's, or down the road in Suffolk, or right there in Whitestone, and have them come out for drag queen reading hour for the little kitty poos. Oh, my God, enough of that, enough of that. Although, he'll probably go on to say, you know, when Osama bin Laden of Al-Qaeda was on the run and the B-52s were raining death and destruction over Torah Torah as he escaped into Pakistan, Osama bin Laden was dressed in what? A burqa. He was dressed as a woman. So if Osama bin Laden can do it, why can't George Santos do it? But again, the stain continues to grow each and every day. George Santos used a phony name he thought sounded Jewish in one of his schemes, saying the Jews will give more if you happen to be a Jew. And by the way, he could have also said, and also the checks tend not to bounce. So he faked being a Jew, then claimed he's Jew hyphen-ish, but he used the fake moniker to raise money for an animal charity that does not exist. And his name at that time, Anthony Zabrowski. And he said, you know, the Jews will give you more if you're a Jew. And that's what he continually pounded out to do. And then... Conning that Navy veteran out of $3,000 for a life-saving operation for a service dog as he was living along the interstate in New Jersey. And the poor dog died as a result of the scam. And, in fact, this is what the veteran has had to say. He said he'll take it to his grave. I'm embarrassed that I, I, was, that I allowed him to screw me and my dog over like this. It's embarrassing. Don't be embarrassed because he screwed a lot of other people. He was a consummate con man. And I ask again, why the hell would anybody out there, Republican, Democrat, Independent, apolitical, want to keep this guy in Congress? There is absolutely no rationale for that. Meantime, let's flip the script. As you know, it is sort of rite of passage for every male star in Hollywood that at some point or another, they wear a dress. I mean, look, uh, Stallone did it in a movie. Wesley Snipes did it. By the way, Wesley Snipes, who grew up in the same public housing projects as our friend Bernard McGurk, that this studio is named after, who unfortunately passed away last year in the Monroe's housing projects in uh, in Soundview. 
not far from the Sotomayor projects renamed on the other side of the Bruckner Expressway as you head to Westchester. And again, I can't say it any more often. Uh, we lost Bernard McGurk because he didn't get a prostate cancer test in time. It's so simple. It's a simple prick of your finger, a blood test. I waited too long. Rudy Giuliani waited too long. I still suffer the ramifications to this day, except in my case, luckily, the prostate cancer did not metastasize as it did in the case of Bernard McGurk, where it metastasized to his liver. And he had the last year he had to fight a horrible series of ups and downs and pains and strains that could have all been avoided. Ninety nine percent of the prostate cancer cases can be dealt with if identified with a simple blood test, a prick of the finger, the schmear. And then you find out if you have to go for any other procedures to more intensively identify whether you have prostate cancer or not. You should start getting the test every year at the age of 40. Women out there, you have license to nag them, to beseech the men in your life to do so. Children, grandchildren, don't let up. Keep the memory of Bernard McGurk alive so that others, others' lives can be saved. Now, speaking of lives, here's another guy who came from Long Island, right? You had, obviously, Bernard McGurk, who lived out there with his family in Long Beach. And then, of course, a man most synonymous with Long Island, with all of his brothers, Alec Waldron. As was just announced at the top of the news hour by our news director, Noam Layden, uh, Alex Baldwin is being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter as a result of firing a prop weapon uh, on the um, set of the movie Rust. And it is amazing. Obviously, he's going to go through all the different legal contortions. He has legal defense set up. They're going to go to the mat there in New Mexico. But a lot of people don't realize this, the 100th year anniversary of WABC, from our birth many, many years ago as WJZ in Newark, New Jersey, in uh, right outside the Ironbound section, which now is all Portuguese, right into uh, Down Neck. There was a factory there for Westinghouse. Westinghouse was making radios at that time over 100 years ago, and they said, we need radio stations. They created their own WJZ. It was right on top of the factory in Down Neck. In fact, you had to climb up a ladder to broadcast. That was the first official broadcast of what you now know as WABC, the number one news talk station in the nation. And there was a period of time when Matt Drudge was on Sunday nights. Nobody had bigger numbers than Matt Drudge on Sunday nights. And that includes me because I'm on Sunday nights now. I mean, he blew it up. But uh, management ownership at that time, different operation, got greedy. They said to Matt Drudge, we want you to be on five days a week. And Matt Drudge said, no, no, no. I, I just want to be on Sunday nights. That's all I want to do. I just want to follow uh, in my uh, hero shadow, Walter Winchell, who used to do exactly that Sunday nights on the ABC networks. Uh, the network at that time said, no, we need you for five days. That's how Mark Levin got his opportunity. But they were looking for a replacement for Matt Drudge. And who did they audition? Believe it or not, Macedonia and Phil, right here on WABC Sunday nights. Brian Whitman was the host, and it was the audition for Alec Baldwin. And then surprise, 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 guess who japped him? It was a combination of Sean Hannity on the phone and Mark Levin. 
I just told you, you got a two-digit IQ. He's and, and, and who's that? Who's your little cabin boy there with Not you? Not cabin boy, butt boy. What are you doing there, cabin boy? Like, tell me, what's your latest what, what's movie? His name? Uh, this is Mark Levin. Who, who is Mark Levin? Mark Levin is an ABC radio host. He's, Mark Levin is the highest-rated host on uh, WABC. You're uh, now W for all your listeners, cabin boy. You are Sean Hannity's hey, cabin you know boy. Now, wasn't this great radio, right? Did you hear this before the 100th year anniversary, right? Even Macedonia Phil woke up. Wow. It was Alec Baldwin on a Sunday night here at WABC being introduced to the audience for a regular Sunday night appearance to replace Matt Drudge at the time. Brian Whitman, who is the master of different voices, he could do the best Michael Jackson. He could do the best Al Gore. The Staten Island kid uh, was trying to mediate what he hadn't anticipated which was all of a sudden on the phone, Sean Hannity and Mark Levin trying to deep six Project Alec Baldwin on Sunday nights at WABC. And then Alec Baldwin just tore into his fellow Long Island. And remember, they were they were basically birthed just a few neighborhoods away. Sean Hannity, the rock-ribbed all-American conservative voice of region from Franklin Square, Long Island. And you know about the Baldwin brothers. That was Sean Hannity and his sidekick Cabin Boy here on WABC. Talk radio. Hannity, it's Gaelic for no talent, isn't it? No, Hannity well, is oh. he's Gaelic for no talent. Like when guys would be playing rugby in the old country, someone would turn to somebody and they'd have like a, a scouting report. And someone would say, tell me about O'Rourke. How is he? He was a great forward. Alec. For, one, for one of the counties he played for, and somebody would say, no, he's a Hannity, which means he has no talent. You say, no, Hannity. Let's write that on the scouting you have, attract, you have attracted many fans. You have attracted many uh, many audiences. Sean Hannity attracts a huge national radio audience. We, 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 we can't say that people who have had that success are, are without talent. I think that this is a political disagreement. Why does it have to get personal? Oh, it was so. It was great radio. How come this didn't appear on a 100th anniversary? Sean Hannity and Mark Levin double teamed. Alec Baldwin, who is going to host a Sunday night program here, replacing Matt Drudge. And they effectively deep-sixed it. But, oh, it was some of the best radio ever right here on your place to be, WABC. Talking about this is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I got vertigo today for a number of reasons. Smashed uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning by a bicycle uh, going cross town as I was escorting my wife, Helen Keller, to the hospital. Uh, she's lost her ability to see. Almost went down for the count. That would have meant Macedonia Phil would have had to take over the microphones. I would never allow that. So let's see if I can make it to the 1 o'clock hour. And Lieutenant uh, Colonel uh, Greg Kelly, who will arrive... 
Anyway, the other reason I have vertigo is uh, Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, is at it again. Coming up with every conceivable non-working plan to deal with the illegal alien issue. He was in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and he's talking about, here we go again, a pivot and shift to what we used to call in the old days a flip-flop. We're going to continue to pivot and shift to address uh, the influx of migrants and asylum seekers that we're, we're seeing. Let me see. He put up the tents in Orchard Beach. Didn't work. Put up the tents in Randall's Island at great expense. And none of the Venezuelans came. That didn't work. Then he uh, wanted ocean liners to come to the North Shore, Staten Island, the old uh, Stapleton. The old Stapleton port. Uh, Okay. Now he's talking about using stadiums like uh, City Field and Yankee Stadium to house illegal aliens. And, yep, he brought back the tried-and-true uh, ocean liners. This guy is all over the map, and then he's saying we need to ship some of the illegal aliens upstate. But all of his friends upstate, all of his liberal progressive uh, mayors, they don't want any. They don't want them in Albany. They don't want them in Utica. They don't want them in Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. They don't want them anywhere upstate. So what is the mayor uh, stuck at doing? Uh, the mumbo-jumbo routine in which he say, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth, in this case, again, blaming uh, those who are Republican conservatives. Every attempt to deal with this immigration on a national level through legislation has been sabotaged, mostly by right-wing oppositions. By the way, did uh, Sid Rosenberg, uh, the propaganda minister for Eric Adams, address that this minute, uh, this uh, this morning? I didn't hear that this morning because he was just he was taking a victory lap in terms of all the people he's lobbying on behalf of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. We'll get to that uh, in the closing segment in the Sid rap. But now, oh, my God, here he goes again. He wants a czar. Now, remember, he doesn't even have a rat czar yet. I had a volunteer to be the rat czar. He ended up saying, F you, Sliwa. You're not going to be our rat czar. He still doesn't have a rat czar, but now he wants a czar in charge of the illegal aliens that continue to flood in. There must be a national czar. I think it should be done through FEMA. We should treat this the same way we treated a, a any major disaster or major crisis. That should be coordinating with the Border Patrol, coordinating with our cities, our states, to make sure that we as a country absorb this national issue. And that's what I learned when I was on the ground there. The lack of coordination is really causing this to be hit by certain cities. Lack of coordination. He was there less than 24 hours. He's now an expert on the border. By the way, lack of coordination uh, here in the city where he forbids, as we are a sanctuary city and we are a sanctuary state, both he and Kathy Crime Wave Hochul uh, forbid any of local law enforcement or any of the agencies to deal with ICE, Lemigra. But before we get to that, this, this obsession with Democrats and Republicans to always want a national czar, a czar of this, a rat czar. You realize the history of the czar? The czar is a dictator. The czar in Russia, it's one-stop shopping, right? Whatever the czar said, the czar got him. Whatever happened to our czarina there, giggles, he, 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 Harris, the vice president, who, by the way, is in Arizona today, but won't be going to the border. So here we have Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, calling for a national czar when he hasn't even picked 
a rat czar to deal with the rat problems in the city of New York. And he talks about a lack of communication and coordination. That's because of the Democrats who will not work with ICE. It started off with Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Fachal Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, and Eric Adams, who both share this belief that ICE are thugs. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. So how come in all these press conferences, none of the McWhitey-Whitey press corps will always get intimidated because Eric Adams' complexion is his protection? How come none of the McWhitey-Whitey press corps, some of whom are listening right now, raise their hand? And does this mean you want to coordinate and cooperate with ICE, who goes out with the retainers to arrest some of the bad hombres who have either snuck in illegally into the country and had existing warrants in their country of origin for really serious crimes, murder, manslaughter, sex trafficking, fentanyl, possession and distribution, gang activity, all of that, or while sneaking into the country illegally started to commit those actions while living here under the radar screen. And they risked their life. Every day, I'm going to say it every day on this show because nobody else is saying it. They wake up in the morning, they put on a bulletproof vest, it says ice on the back of it, and they have to go out and deal with the most horrible hombres, bad hombres out there, and they have to bring them to justice. And they're not getting any help from New York State, from New Jersey, which is sanctuary states, or from New York City, which is a sanctuary city. So think about that, Eric Adams. And hey, hey, press corps, do you think you could ask him that question? And then there's Eric Adams talking about how he's got to find more space. How he's got to find more space. He's not saying, no, we're going to turn these illegals back. We're going to send the buses back to the border. No, he's saying, we got to find more space. And I think of as we celebrated the birth of, uh, of uh, Jesus, uh, he was faced with a no more room, but there was a place that was found. And that's what we're doing. We have no more room, but we're still finding spaces in accommodating. And we're going to continue to do that. That is, that is our law. That is our obligation. Uh, and that is what's morally right. We're going to do that. Okay, keep saying that, and they're going to keep coming. When you went down to the border, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, what did the illegals tell you? They wanted to come to New York City because New York City offered more than any other city in the United States, and they're right. And again, he's moaning and groaning. He wants more space. He wants more money. There's thousands flooding in every day. There's 800 a day. Well, of course they're coming because you've, you've given them the impression that if you come to New York City... You're going to stay in a five-star top-shelf hotel. You're going to get all your meals. You're going to get laundry. You're going to get a swag bag. You're going to get an Obama phone. You're going to get more things than any American down on its luck would get, including a veteran. We need spaces now. We need locations now. You know, a week and a half ago, in one week, we got 3,000 people. And one day, we got over 800. And now he's talking about using federal lands. Well, guess what? Sid Rosenberg, who is his uh, propaganda minister, who kisses his tuchus. I mean, what would it be like if all of a sudden he said, we're going out to that federal land, Fort Tilden there, on the way to Breezy Point, the Irish Riviera, and we're asking the federal government to give us that property so we can house the illegals there. Hey, 
<laughs> you think anybody would welcome uh, Sid Rosenberg back to the Rockaways now that he's living somewhere in midtown Manhattan until the house that had its burst pipes is fixed? And boy, that is the curse of Eric Adams upon him. Anyway... You know when it comes to Eric Adams, it's not about taking care of people. It's always been from day one, show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And he ain't getting no money from nowhere. The schmuck, the butts, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer, he ain't giving them money. Uh, you got Hakeem Jeffries, right, who is the majority leader of the Democrats. One day will be the Speaker of the House. Oh, my God. Then you have President Joe Biden. Eric Adams has said he's the Biden of Brooklyn. He can't get not a nickel, dime, a penny from crime wave. Uh, Kathy Holcomb, he asked to take care of 500, please. Take care of 500. Ship them upstate. Nope. Uh, the inn is closed throughout the state of New York and everywhere else. Eric Adams, you made your bed on this, and now you're going to have to sleep on it. Sleep in it, and we're the ones who are going to have to pay uh, pay for it. Meantime, uh, the Democrats are at war with one another. The moderate Democrats lost to the uh, extreme left, the DSA, the, the progressive warriors, because they didn't get in their, uh, their judicial choice to lead the uh, state Supreme Court. Uh, we call him LaSalle. As Ruben uh, Diaz Jr., who said that he was pushing for him because he was a Latino, says... It's really Lasaya. We had a huge rally for Lasaya. I know that in English we pronounce it Lasalle, but in Spanish we pronounce it Lasaya. On Saturday at the El Pac Center in the Bronx, we had hundreds of people out there. We had the governor, we had Hakeem Jeffries, members of the uh, congressional delegation, and and we are angry because you know for for me personally throughout my entire political career, I've been asked to. To, to support individuals, to make history for other communities. And I've asked my community to help. And here we are, not with just a qualified candidate to chief justice of the of Court of Appeals, but the most qualified. He was, He's more qualified than many of the men and women who served before him in that capacity. Uh, a dollar short, a day late, the Latinos let down one of their own LaSalle or... What uh, he claims the name is in Spanish, Lasaya. And then lastly, in Newark, the most corrupt city run by Raz Baraka, formerly the principal of Southside High School, where at one time, Sharp James, the most uh, criminal of all mayors who have ever led uh, Newark, Sharpie James was a teacher there. Uh, apparently, Raj Baraka didn't know that the superintendent of the largest school district in New Jersey won a five-year contract about eight months ago. Eight months ago, even though the test scores have plummeted, a guy who was in charge of Barringer High School, right in the shadow of where many of you had your baptism, your confirmation, your marriage, which is the cathedral in Newark, Roger Leon, a Hispanic, was signed up and nobody knew it. And Raj Baraka engineered it because he thinks all of you residents who used to live in Newark and escaped and those of you who are stuck in Newark are schmucks, are putzes, and you'll do anything that he tells you to do. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Spectacular. Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! This is the theme song of the two metrosexuals, like Heckle and Jekyll, like uh, uh, the two spies from Mad Magazine, good spy, bad spy, right? It's Sid Rosenberg and Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, as Sid continues to earn his uh, appointment as the propaganda minister for uh, the Adams administration. He uh, went on this morning on another tirade. Uh, hopefully it's uh, worthwhile to Sid Rosenberg, but it's really turning off a lot of people. Uh, I certainly get the feedback each and every day. But he will continue to try to impress Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, but not the rest of you. The U.S. Conference of Mayors. So Eric Adams, the mayor, was there yesterday talking about, of course, the migrant crisis. He's only home a couple of days from his historic visit to El Paso, Texas. Nice job by the mayor. Historic visit to El Paso, Texas, as all of you know out there, he was invited down by Governor Abbott back in August when the problems uh, were first revealing themselves and he chose not to go. Now, it's a dollar short a day late. But continue, Propaganda Minister Sid Rosenberg. And he says that it's a national disaster. He's actually called out the, quote, national and federal government. He is yet... Eric, to say the name Joe Biden, and I think when he does that, he's really going to make us happy. Uh, but uh, what Sid failed to talk about was at his presentation in Washington, D.C., he blamed right-wing opposition. Never mentioned by Sid Rosenberg, he, meant, he blamed the right wing. Every attempt to deal with this immigration on a national level through legislation has been sabotaged, mostly by right-wing oppositions. By the way, you can rat him out, uh, Mastoni and Phil. He never played that cut, right? Of course not. Lou, of course not. Justin Ellick, of course not. But then again, I can't expect them to uh, force uh, Sid's hand because uh, they really don't want this uh, Sid rap being done by yours truly, Curtis Sleeper, because I bring everything to the forefront. And then Sid went on to continue to earn his position as propaganda minister for the Eric Adams administration by saying that smart people like Eric Adams. I mean, I've got Judge Jeanine Pirro outside the building yesterday saying, I'm coming around. I kind of like Eric Adams. Shocking. Brian Kilmeade likes her. Dana Perino likes him. Bunch of people now at Fox News that were not very fond of Eric Adams are following me these days. I'm following you. Because you obviously are the propaganda minister for the Adams administration. I am going to be sending this cut uh, to Dana Perino, to Brian Kilmeade, our colleague, along with uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro. I can't uh, express it enough. He blamed the right wing yesterday for the illegal aliens. Every attempt to deal with this immigration on a national level through legislation has been sabotaged, mostly by right wing oppositions. Yet I'm sending you to Dana Perino as the balance to Judge Ginny uh, Imperial and to Brian Kilme because obviously Sid Rosenberg is interested only in the Eric Adams spin. In fact, he once again said that smart people like Eric Adams. So clearly, once again, I'm a pioneer, a trailblazer in the media. People 
making fun of me. Now, <laughs> people making fun of you, of course, because they know what this is about. What are you trying to say? That anybody who is opposed to Eric Adams, anybody who doesn't drink your Kool-Aid, Sid Rosenberg, as the propaganda minister for the Eric Adams administration, is stupid? Is that what you're saying? Curtis, of course, will still continue to kill the mayor because he's embarrassed because the mayor kicked his ass. I mean, destroyed him. That's fine. That's his whole shtick. But otherwise smarter people, not that Curtis is not smart. He's very smart. Otherwise smarter people are coming to the realization that the mayor... Ain't all that bad. Uh, so the kisses just continue to take place. Eric Adams and Sid Rosenberg swapping spit, tongue kissing. I mean, two metrosexuals. They're just in love with one another. And you know Eric Adams. If you know Eric Adams, like I've known him over 40 years, he's saying to himself, I got this cracker. I got this cracker. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow. Uh, we started off the show here. There's no more Mike Slater. I'm doing that uh, four minutes of news right after Noam late in the introduction to the Bill o- O'Reilly uh, update. That's the way it should be. But as uh, as I came on the air, I had to let you know that I got smashed out in the streets of New York City t- today. All those uh, restaurant sheds that are unnecessary need to be taken down. The homeless people are in them. They're defecating. They're shooting up. There's rats. There's garbage. Uh, they're not being used any longer. And uh, I ended up being a victim because as I ventured out into the street, guiding my wife, thank God she didn't get hit. It was like Helen Keller lately, uh, Nancy, who's lost her vision, although most of it, especially in the daylight hours, I was taking her over to the hospital for her checkup at the hospital for ear, eye, and nose problems. And, man, this bicycle came out of nowhere and just clobbered me, man. I mean, I mean, you think about it, I got cut down with five hollow-point bullets on the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. and the Gambino crime family in the back of that cab, June 19th of 1992, three days before... The election against Eric Adams, I got hit by a yellow cab right outside a Radio City Music Hall as the Rockettes were uh, practicing inside. Scraped myself up, came, ran here, and did an hour broadcast, and then had to be hospitalized in Lenox Hill. And today, while bringing my wife to the hospital, because she couldn't make it on her own, she was like a real Helen Keller, I got smashed by a bicycle a guy gets off the cross-town bus as I'm trying to put myself all back together again like Humpty Dumpty, who took a great fall. And he says, ah, Curtis, you've been shot before. You'll handle this. Shake it off. Well, I did shake it off. I got through the uh, 12 o'clock edition. I will be in tomorrow morning, 7.05. And I'm going to confront Sid Rosenberg, the propaganda minister, of the Eric Adams administration, and on behalf of all of you who are in touch with me, I will straighten this Herkimer jerk out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.